You lost, you lost, you <laughs> lost. <laughs> I lost. Yes, I lost the epic battle between me and Anouk. Yes. Uh, Helsinki was good then, was it? Helsinki was good. So me and Anouk, we had a session about customizing your list forms. Ah, so excellent. I took the JSON approach and she took the Power Apps approach and I lost seven to five because we let the audience decide as one does. And she kind of cheated and took all the really flashy stuff in Power Apps. Yeah, but that's, that, that was kind of the idea, yeah. showing everyone that you can do so many more crazy things in Power Apps than you can do in... in so, I, I mean, we sat and talked about this earlier, and, and two or three things came to mind. One is that there's... So, the, basically, it's a bit like a Top Gear road chase, you know, where one of them takes the silly, stupid car <laughs> all right, on a shorter distance, and the others take the train or something, you know? Yeah, and they, yeah, yeah. yeah. And one take the bicycle or exactly. stuff like that, yeah. And they're well thought through because mm-hmm. they, you know, they want it to be close. Yep. And in some respects, you guys did the same thing. I was, I was quite impressed. I was reading up on it, what you were aiming to do. So one of them took, look, this is quick and easy and dirty, and you can get stuff quickly. And the other one was, this is flashy, but it takes time and more thought and more requirements. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, in this particular case, out of all of your audience, the, the votes were seven to five. Yeah. But that could easily change based upon your audience. I think it's pretty cool. I think so, yeah. What are you doing yeah. again, do you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. So we already uh, uh, submitted it to uh, a few other conferences. And no, uh, pr- no insights. Uh, oh, nothing yet. No, 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 no. I know that feeling. No. But I we think all it's submit them everywhere, don't we? Yeah, we do. Yeah, but I think it's a good subject mm. and uh, one that might also let me go to more power platform conferences. Not that I need to do any more conferences. <laughs> no, but that time still, of year. yeah. Mm-hmm. That time of year. No, I did wonder how you guys were going. So, uh, yeah, uh, that was neat. Yeah, that, that was went neat. pretty. I saw some pretty cool pictures and some sets, and yes, it looked like a, a beautiful yes. place. But yes, I think it's very utilitarian, isn't it? It's very sort of plain and straight as a as a country. Yes, yeah. they are. Yeah, yeah. I I love going there. I think this was my fifth trip to Helsinki or really? something like that. Five or oh, six times nice. I've been there. It's always, it's beautiful, it's nice. Uh, yeah, weird people, but uh, it's nice. Weird people. <laughs> well, we're going to a classic place next. Yes. That is, we're going to the National Computing Center mm-hmm. in Bletchley, Bletchley. Yes. which I love. It's your first time. Yes. And I'm it's looking amazing. forward to it. Looking forward to play with all the uh, ancient equipment. Try not to break anything. Yeah, the most impressive one is the Lego machine that that Q, that clears the Rubik's Cube. What? Oh, it was a, they've got a robot oh. there that is just controlled by the standard Lego computer. All right. Okay. Um, and it's um, it's mechanical, but it's built of Lego. And yeah. you stick a Rubik's Cube in. You mix it up wherever you want. Yeah. Stick it in a box, and it lifts it, twists it, puts it down, turns it, lifts it, twists it, puts it down. And it monitors the color of the of the uh, okay. cube and, and basically does a Rubik's Cube, fixes it. And it's nice. all computed okay. in this little thing. So you have, you have this Rubik's Cube device, yeah? Mm-hmm. You then have Colossus. Yes. Colossus is the first ever supercomputer. Mm-hmm. And this Rubik's thing has got like 2,000% whatever, more computing Compute power. power <laughs> the, uh, it's really nice. very cool. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I am looking forward to play, actually. So yes. uh, that'd be neat. Me too. Yeah, and uh, we're on together. Yes, 
So that will be pretty mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And apparently the dinner, the dinner's there as well. I didn't do the dinner last time because I was to go, I had to go somewhere else. But um, yeah, it's a kind of escape thing all the way through the centre. Okay. And it's in the original building that they uh, that um, Alan Turin built his machine and they cracked the code. Cool. All right. So much. Yes. It's a very cool thing. I'm looking Lots forward to Lots of history. Immensely. Yes. Good. Um, good, good, good. And good, I, of good. course, I went there when I was a kid. Of course. And it was still yeah. a secret top place and nobody's supposed to know what it was. All right. So uh, when I was a teenager as a, a, an apprentice with the post office, their training center was there. So okay. I, I learned how to bend relays to actually make telephone calls go through and switches go up and down and how to oh, sort nice. of tweak them so there's enough tension in them so yeah. the relay worked and all that kind of stuff. I did all that training there, <clears throat> fault finding all the wiring on the racks, not really knowing that hidden in the back was, you know, where, all they, these, uh, yeah, where they broke all of the secret. codes and stuff. Mm, yeah. Okay. good. Nice. Good. All nice, right. Nice, well, so nice. there, that was your weekend. So that was fun. Weekend. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so also, I, I do need to do a shout out to uh, Tatu Seppala. Um, I was there in the morning and he came up to me and he said, oh, dude, I love your podcast. I listen to your podcast and uh, your uh, podcast sticker is the, oh, there we go. Is the only uh, non-Microsoft sticker I have on my laptop. So I took a picture. I still need to tweet that out. But uh, yeah, I thought that was no, that was did, like a you did, great saw, moment. Unless you sent it to me on I WhatsApp. I just sent it to you on oh, WhatsApp. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I broke my uh, mat. Stuck you to the bottom broke of your coaster. Oh. Yeah, it's not like I'm short of them. They're all the ones from Flavia. So. Yeah, I think I've got 20 of them at home <laughs> yeah, me. as well. Yes. Oh, well, yeah. So Tattoo Sepalia. Sepala. Excellent. Yeah. Sepala. Thank you. Yeah, welcome. Uh, great shout out. Yeah. Um, we have a bit of a tagline, you know, two guys talking shit, which is fine. Yeah. But we also like to bring you a whiskey that would be unusual to taste and that you may not yet have tried it. Yes. And we today are going <laughs> to drink a whiskey which has got a great name. Uh, yes. And comes from behind the uh, the Great Wall of China. Yes. So I need to do another shout, shout out, out to Vescu. No Vescu, Panen. my man. Thank uh, you. Yes. So we are going to try the Chinese Go Along uh, whiskey. Go Along whiskey. <laughs> Go Along, yes. <laughs> it it awesome. kind of sounds like uh, like one of the Bond girls. They it always does, have yes. like these, these dirty names. So, uh, yeah. But I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Like, yeah, no, is it? Neither of us have tasted it before. It's a five-year-old, and it looks like it's going to be rather, rather interesting. Yeah, and uh, and of course, if you've you've ever drank, um, can't remember the name of it, but the whiskey from Taiwan. Um, what's the Koloho? Koholo. The ones in the squarey kind of bottles. Anyway, it's it's a very well-known mm. one. Okay, it's actually owned by a billionaire that said, "I want to have my own whiskey," so he's right. kicked off. And you'll recognise the name, but Kavalan. Yes, that's that the one? One, yes. Yeah. yes. Uh, and of course, with the high temperatures, it matures mm-hmm. very quickly. Yep. So, you know, uh, uh, something that's been in the barrel for five years, like this it's gonna one, it's going to taste like a 15 year old. Yeah. You never know, yeah. Yep. So, that right. would be pretty cool. Yeah, so I'm, I'm looking also. forward to that. But that's later. That's coming on later. That's what we're going to finish with yes. in a little while. In the second yes. part of the show. The second part. Yes. Some people say the best part. Yes. But not many because we sit there and watch people finish at Spotify. Yes. And the problem is they miss the really cool bits at the end. Yes. 
staying around yeah mm. you might want to fast forward over the whiskey if it's really not your <laughs> thing but don't miss the end it's always good and we always have a classic finish for moraine oh yeah yes yes of course my so, long-winded finish yes, yeah. uh, considered um dismissal of everybody <laughs> all right <laughs> so um we also have a great title uh yes so and we decided we... whether it's going to be yeah, or either it's going to be the, the go-along governance documents. Yeah. Um, or we can do governance documents gone wild. I like that one too. Yes. We should be, the title will be go-along governance docs, a.k.a. governance docs gone wild. That's a bit too long. It is a bit. Uh, It'll fall off the image. That's what the she podcast. said. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Now, and, and of course, anyone who's now chuckling, if they're if they're listening to us in the car with their wives next to them or whatever, and yeah. they're now going, come wild. So, yes, uh, dear wives or whatever, husbands <laughs> or children, yes, you're not supposed to know what this is. Anyway. Um, what else was I going to say? There was something else I was going to say. Um, South Coast Summit. South Coast Summit. Our table is full. Octopuses galore. Yes. Octopus. No, no puns intended uh, yes <laughs> it just happens to be more ladies at the table than men um yes and all the men are wimps obviously <laughs> no you pussy no mm-hmm. oh okay there you go doesn't yeah uh, anyway doesn't matter. yeah yeah so uh yeah we've got a table there for the dinner we mm-hmm. did not get through to the finals which is more than adequate bwah, bwah, bwah. yeah but there were some really good uh, contenders there yes I mean, let's be honest, uh, we know who's going to win. Yes, we've got a few uh, favorites on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll we'll pull them together. That's nice. We'll congratulate them and we'll then sneak off to our room and cry in silence. In silence. No, loudly. Loudly, Loudly. We're not going to do anything in silence because we'll be too drunk by then. Uh, Probably. But what we're aiming for, our new target is to have as many winners on our table than anybody else. Yes, I think I think we can probably get yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's All going right. to be a really, really wicked day at the South Coast Summit. All right. Yes. It's Friday the 13th, which I've probably now stressed more than enough about mm-hmm. how bad that day is. But anyway, it's Friday the 13th. We're going to be talking governance. Yep. And we're going to be hitting some of the stuff we're going to be doing today a little yep. bit on that one. Yep. And in fact, you'll have some um, Office 365 distilled templates. Yep. Uh, available to you for your governance documents so you're all set and ready to go because everybody who comes to a workshop from us always gets a whole pack of really good useful yes crap bring it back yeah. back bring it back, or back uh, yeah. whatever yeah yeah yes. and then uh, friday night after that governance we are going to do our five year whiskey tasting because we oh yeah five years yeah i totally forgot about that one yes yeah. yes so that'll probably happen for half an hour or so, about mm-hmm. six-ish. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we'll have to bugger off and get dressed for our table because yep. you have a frilly shirt to put on. I've got, uh, yes, all the bells and whistles. Ready for our Austin Powers James Bond night yes. at the UK Community Awards. Yes. Where we're going to have so much fun. Yeah. And uh, we're taking part in it. So we're going to be there on stage. Uh, so we're part of that event as well. Moraine's sitting there going, are we? Oh, are we? Yes, we <laughs> oh, are. Oh, shit. Okay. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's going to be a really incredible night out. Actually. Yes. So a credible day. Come and listen to us and do a, a great day of governance with us. Mm-hmm. 
then if you're not into that, then join us for the whiskey tasting. We'll work out at some point how to get tickets for that. Yep. Uh, and uh, then we will go on to the dinner till the early hours of the morning. Yes. Yes, cool. sir. And we're staying over for the quiz night on the Saturday. We need people to help us. I assume we have to create a quiz team. I think the quiz teams are already created. Well, but we have to apply for tickets for that yet, by the way. Uh, yes, we do. Yeah. So we, we've got a few things to get together, but that's yeah, going to yeah. be one hell of an event. So yes. we're looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. All right, then. So this was a kind of offshoot from where we were going with our governance course for the day. Um, and we thought it would be really quite cool to talk about the different sections that you should consider in and within your governance documents. Yes. Because apparently I create really poor quality governance documents. Yes. Because you had to do an audit on them. If you and would you call it impressed. that. Yes. I, I was... <laughs> Come on, let's see. Nick, what the... Nick I am so sorry. <laughs> I, I was know yours. I was setting I him know up. you you still hate me because I've said that on the podcast <laughs> that I was not impressed with the governance document. Uh but uh there were no. things missing, we know they were. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. What are you drawing? No, I'll call it okay. Anyway. All right, okay. All right. Um, okay. Yeah, so so we thought it'd be a good idea to be able to sort of sit there and give you a good line guideline on what we think should be in our governance documents. We're not talking baseline governance here. We're actually talking... Full-blown... Yeah. yeah. So your baseline governance is exactly what you need to do to get your service started with Mm -hmm. a level of protection. Yeah. Uh, But those governance documents then need to be built upon. Yeah. Okay. And in all honesty, people, I had a conversation. Nick and I were talking today, in fact, and realizing that we have to find a process to do these bloody documents. Yes. All right? And I was talking to a few other people as well in my position, mm-hmm. all right? And they were saying the same. It's not the thing that you you do until you freaking need it. Yeah. So today we um, we had a, a, a message from somebody that said, oh, um, the workflow that uh, is being used in sales to copy the contracts into the right folders had stopped working. Mm-hmm. And Nick and I looked at each other and went, what workflow (laughs) (laughs) okay so uh one of our team was on holiday uh and uh but you know we went okay where's the documentation for this and Mm -hmm. well it's not a complicated workflow so it doesn't really need documentation Uh you know Uh but but you fall into that trap very easily so you know i'm now putting a process together where we regularly check these kinds of documents Mm -hmm. and so once i've sorted that process out we now have those templates. We at least can now talk about the type yeah. of things that you need to have in those, yeah. those documents because it is the last thing people think about doing. Yes. And then this, this is something that I will start building for, uh, for a customer yeah. as well. Yeah. So yeah. that would be pretty cool. Yeah. All right. So how do you want to play this? Because we've got some, some headings. Uh, yes. And then we'll talk about each of those headings based upon different types of governance mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. different you may or may not be needed in, in some area. Or do we want to yeah. just start at the top and work down to the bottom? Let's just start at the top and work down. Yeah, I think there's there's a certain order here that makes sense, yeah. I think. Yeah. All right. Exactly. Logical order. Logical order. So, title. Yes. Title. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, title. Yeah, no, possibly. No. Yes. So oh, my, the, nice. the first question, of course, is do you want to create one Microsoft 365 governance document nope. or do you want to split nope. them out? Nope, split them out. Yeah. Absolutely split okay. them out. Because 
we're jumping now straight into life cycle, which is not a bad thing. But a document has its own life cycle, all yeah. right? Yeah. And um, if you've got to keep updating a large document for the whole, say, Microsoft 365 suite, um, where it's do you start? It's going to get very big. Yeah, now, and it's there are a bunch of things with. that are going to overlap, like yeah. your security, your login, yeah. your account management, things like that. Uh, OneDrive and SharePoint's got a huge overlap as well. Yeah. Teams in there as well. Um, but but the main reason for not for not doing it is that t- if we take security for example, mm-hmm. all right. So you've got security around uh, conditional access, yeah. Security around sensitivity labels, yeah. Security around SharePoint sites, mm-hmm. security for your emails, security yeah. for your team, security for your OneDrive. Yeah. So do you have all of those under the title security? Yes. And then in different sections you have OneDrive, SharePoint, mm-hmm. and so you don't have a contiguous document. And assuming that you are super people, which we are, of course, and we have all of these documents finished, mm-hmm. you're not going to ever go back and modify all of them in any one go. You're going to do the bits that have changed because yeah, you're going to review a new these service. Exactly. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So no, uh, the answer is separate documents. Yeah. I'm certain. All right. Cool. We quite like the idea of having a, a change table across the top of the document. So even yes. though we have a title. Yes. We think that there should be a panel so that it's a, it is a formal document we're now creating. Oh, yeah. It's not mm-hmm. just a chatty baseline governance no. document. No. So typically in that table, we would see the version of the document, I guess. Yes. Uh, also authors, um, approvers. So if, if you modified it, who needs to uh, give their formal approval? Uh, of these things? Uh, date, valid yes. to, review yeah. date. Exactly. Version. Yeah. Stacks and stacks, that's things. modified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. Uh, also what I was, was, what we were talking about earlier. So uh, my previous customer was a um, pharmaceutical company, and what they also had was at the end of every uh, governance document, they also had a change list saying, okay, when we went from version thirty-eight to thirty-nine, these were the chapters that we've modified, and these were the the bits that we've changed or yeah i would i would do the same i think it's valid i would even put it in the version table or at least the first the last couple of changes so you know what's been modified only the major versions by the way not Mm -hmm. the minor stuff yeah 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 yeah. or or even put them at the end in the Mm -hmm. appendices so you've got a change list so that's valid here's the other cool thing already golden nugget time all of those items in that version table are your metadata for your document library where the documents are stored yes so you've got Good. all the information about what was done, when, where, who, by, searching, etc., yeah. etc. Et so that actually means... No, it doesn't. Oh, I was just... Oh, yes. So do I have to... <laughs> That's Steve's thinking process. It is, okay. yes. Ooh, ah, ah, ooh, ooh. Um, yeah, you can still use SharePoint governance. I was just thinking that you'd literally have to do your version 1, version 2, version 3 documents but you don't need to you'd still no. be able to use the metadata and you'd still be able to do the versions because it would change the metadata sharepoint is so cool it is it's Dead got cool. most things good. Yes. all right good so that's the version table so yep. we've got a title yep check version gotcha. table yes check and then uh, we're coming to our introduction um which i think could be fairly short because we're talking about What's the purpose of this document? Well, it's the purpose is to let everyone know about the service and, and what we need to do. So, hmm. okay. Is it? 
is it this as does it have anything to do with the service or is it about the governance applied to that service so this document is about governance so the introduction would probably be about how this document gets exists, approved label and life cycle yeah might be wrong mm, that i think i think that's actually pretty okay because then you can put your governance model in there as well unless you want to put your governance model in a separate document outlining how you do your governance process yeah but i think that every governance process will be different based upon what the governance is for so for example a governance document on power apps mm-hmm. is actually quite complex mm-hmm. so you might actually have a different kind of governance process for your Power Apps than you would for your OneDrive. So your OneDrive governance may never change in five years, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Well, your... we'll see about that on the 3rd of October when Microsoft has their big OneDrive, uh, new OneDrive uh, event. On the 3rd of October? Yes. Okay. Yes, I guess we will. <laughs> when was <laughs> but, the last time it changed? Oh, uh, Over yes. five years ago? Yeah, yeah, so something like that. So, you know, as I was saying, the governance document for OneDrive only changes every <laughs> five years. Yeah, oh, no, absolutely. Yes. So, no, whereas a, a Power Apps one would, you know, yes. you would you would be mm-hmm. talking about different uh, environments in there and what conditions gotcha. and yeah. who and where. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so I think this introduction is about how the governance for this product works and who's responsible for it maybe a little bit and how it gets approved maybe, how often it needs to be reviewed, yep. what it's actually governing. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, that's actually a cool idea. No, yeah. I think that's good. Yeah, Two Golden Nuggets. Nice. So This is a Two Golden Nugget podcast. A and we're only, what, 10 minutes 17 in? hours oh. in, yeah. Jeez, oh, okay. Um, so next to the, or also in our introduction chapter, uh, will be the scope. Of course, and that's where our description and... and yeah, so this would just be like OneDrive is the thing that does this and this and this. Yeah. And now we've got our audience as well. Um, okay, I get it. I get it. It's interesting, isn't it? Because you think, if I'm going to do an introduction to something, that's just quite generalistic. But yeah, yeah. if you think some of the specifics. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is causing me to think so deeply. It's too late at night to do this. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I was just thinking to myself, where would I put a... Um... No, I'm going to let it roll for now because we've all still right. got all the okay. sections that okay. we've got okay. on the list. Okay. Still have 25 on. more chapters to go yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Okay, good. Because so so I mean we've now got the introduction so we've got a uh, an idea of what this governance document is covering mm-hmm. and what services it's covering yep. and the scope of that service is covering which is fine mm-hmm. um, and then we kind of need to think about the overview so we need to do what we do in a document and dig down to a different kind of level take it to the next step down yeah so more description now around mm-hmm. what the service is and that you are governing. delivering yeah. Exactly. So we uh, got a definition and importance of governance, which I guess we kind of ha- uh, also tackle in the purpose of the document. Yeah, but you got to be very careful because I know that you know um, Amy has obviously given us a list to play with here. Yeah. So um, we're all good to go, and we haven't really looked at it in any detail. And the other thing is that this document will change quite well. So I'm, yeah. I'm not. Wanting to people to get the impression that this is the be all and end all of the document, so oh no, you know, it no, will no. change. So yes. for me, the sort of governance overview 
is really what we're trying to achieve within the governance for this. So mm -hmm. uh, within uh, OneDrive, for example, the governance objective could easily be, uh, you know, that we're just doing the default. We're not yep. doing, there's no exceptions. We're just taking it straight out of the box, mm -hmm. uh, simple and easy to do, um, and potentially a little bit about who owns the governance and stuff like this. Yeah. Whereas governance for Power Apps, um, and I keep saying that, is just because it is complex. Mm -hmm. You know, environments, which environments, under what conditions you would create a new environment. Yeah. What do you do with Teams? If Power Apps in Teams creates a new environment each time. Mm. What permissions those environments need? Who owns those environments? Yeah. What do you do with Dataverse that might be in one environment but not in another environment? Yeah. There's, you know, then if you throw Purview on top of that to manage the data then that simple chapter called Governance Overview is already seven pages long. Oh, yes, yes. So, you know, everything will be different. So you, you, you don't want to go in too much in depth. You might yep. break it down into mm -hmm. chapters. So overview of the governance, and then probably one of the key ones, I think, is next. Yes, the goals and objectives. Really? I would have thought it would have been roles and responsibilities. Oh, you oh, broke yeah. it down to... Yeah, yeah we yeah, already yeah. covered the goals. And oh, all right. All Sorry, right. my apologies. Yes. No worries. Yes, so, but roles and responsibilities, yes, exactly. So your um, um, table, um, what's it called again? Racky. The Racky table, yes. So who needs to be... Who's going to be responsible? Uh, who needs to take a look at it? Um, yeah, these things. And it's really, really very interesting, this is, because you may end up being given a role without really understanding it. Yep. So, so what do I mean by that? If you've got yourself a team site and you decide to put a workflow in, mm -hmm. then you suddenly become the owner of the environment that's running and holding those workflows, mm -hmm. and you suddenly end up picking up a whole bunch of responsibilities that you didn't even think you knew you had. Yeah. A little bit like... Matthias, <coughs> that suddenly created a workflow to move some documents and uh, suddenly has picked up the responsibility for that, even mm -hmm. if we did fix it today. And uh, we will have words. <laughs> and and, and, and uh, I'll All give right. him some templates on yeah. some governance documents. Okay. Um, so, cool. uh, you know, I'm doing a big call out for the team here. This is, uh, they're going to curse me because I know they listen to these, uh, these documents. So, yeah. you know. And the other thing that you need to know and they need to know is that cuvee means small tits. All right. Just thought to let you know, we had a, a meeting today and my guys we were joking about cuvee, which is Polish apparently. So Polish oh, cuvee. okay. Right. I was thinking. Said, that will be in the podcast tonight, won't it? I says, I will make sure it is. Okay. So at this point in time, there's six people going, yes! Okay. <laughs> okay. No, I, I, first, when you were starting to draw, <laughs> to draw, it was when I was stalking, and I thought you were going to say cunt. Oh, the... <laughs> we're not allowed to say that on the podcast. Oh, no, now it's no, a now PG-18. Oh, yeah. But then you were writing Cuvée, and I was like, what does wine have to do with this? <laughs> We're a whiskey podcast. We don't drink wine, no, but don't. okay. Small and it turned tits. out okay. to be uh, something to do with vodka as well in the end. It was okay. just one of those weird conversations. So I said I'd slip it in without anybody noticing it. Oops. Okay. You would slip in small tits without anyone noticing yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. And you said the C word, though. I did. That makes you evil. You can, you can bleep it out if you want. <laughs> I could do. I actually went to see a, a comedy team. I, I love comedy, as you know. And I saw the, the London Players. Uh, mm -hmm. the uh, they'll come back to me in a minute um, and uh, they were doing a full improv night yeah so on a, if you give a chance to go by the way the comedy theatre 
Comedy Store in Leicester Square on a Sunday night or a Wednesday. You're going to have a great time. But one of them swore using the C word, all right? And they all stopped to have a conversation live going, I thought we decided we'd not have that word. And and it took them two minutes to realize there was an audience watching them. And suddenly, oh, went, you know, whoops. maybe yeah. we should have this conversation afterwards and let's continue yeah. where we left off. All right. It was very cleverly done because you, di- you didn't think that they'd have the conversation and they just thought it was part of the improvisation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, it's not a word that uh, nowadays it's less of a problem of a word, but it's just interesting. I, I was actually listening to a podcast about the origins of um, the Harry Potter stories. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that went back to uh, 1800 boarding schools yes. where they would have something called fagging. Correct. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that, yes, that was a whole topic. I was topic. a fag. Yeah. For years, all new starters when I was at school the first years were fags. Yeah. I mean, fagging, I don't think took place then. I was past that, but previously, but yeah, I was a fag. Yeah, you're a fag. Yeah. yeah I didn't so know. yeah, that that was that was a funny, yeah, oh, funny words funny are bit. Yes. Amazing, especially England. England mm. is the weirdest country. Nah. For its uh, for its heritages and stuff. All right. So All right. we've got <laughs> roles and responsibilities, <laughs> yes. um, which is cool. Anybody thinks we have no idea what we're talking about? The way we jump around like this. No, I think people love that. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. They're all now looking up Google what fagging means. I bet they do. Yes. <laughs> So, yes, roles and responsibilities are key, as you say, the mm-hmm. racky. Yep. Uh, and again, um, uh, roles and responsibilities are going to be so different for each one. Mm-hmm. SharePoint, site owners, editors, yep. contributors, mm-hmm. important to get done. And it's not just something you can cut and paste either. So it's, no, it'll be different true. for every organization. Yep. Plus, exactly. different applications will have different roles and responsibilities. Mm-hmm. That's a bloody good question. So, we know we've got governance documents for services. What about governance documents for applications? Give me an example. Uh, we, the issues tracker that uh, we've just added to our SharePoint environment. Mm-hmm. Or the, um, the, the, concentra- the control document libraries yeah. that we've got on there. Well, I think if it's big enough... Uh, as an application that you're using in your organization, no matter what technology it's built on, uh, might require some governance on its own. I don't think it's might. <clears throat> I think it's a kind of must. I think that if it has its own purpose, so if you're saying, hey, these document libraries are created to be able to host you know, important process documents for the organization, mm-hmm. that's its purpose, then I think yeah. it believes its own, it relies on its own governance. Yeah, because it's be. not like it's going to be a standard SharePoint site with standard permissions on it. It's mm-hmm. going to be different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, might well be. Yeah, I, I'm down with that. Yeah, yeah. sort yeah. of just suddenly dawned on me. So anyway, yeah. roles and responsibilities, administrators who can do what and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I think we should also remember here service and general accounts. Yes, exactly. But also, how do you get elevated accounts, for example? Yeah, PIMs. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. Have you been given your PIM account yet? I don't think so. Yeah, you might need to because might, you might you might get a phone call in one or two days next week because we're a bit short on uh, on expertise. I read that email, yeah, but yeah. that was mentioning me, and I was like, okay, but Crap. next week, <laughs> next week I'm in Prague for four days. Oh yes, so, you are. I forgot um, about that. Okay. <laughs> no worry, yeah, no, we'll no. resolve that. That's we'll true, we'll yes. fix it. No worries. Yeah, you right. said you've Prague we never mentioned earlier. 
You're at the collab. Oh thing no! Exactly, experts inside. Yeah. Yes, experts yeah. inside. It's yeah. going to be fun. Yes. Yeah. So if you happen to be, you know, just taking a ride out on a Sunday afternoon, head down to Prague, and well, no, it won't be a Sunday afternoon, of course. No, it's a Monday to Wednesday. Yeah. Mr. MVP. Mm-hmm. You need to go and ask him hard questions, people, because he's going to be on the... Uh, on the co-pilot, on the, the expert stand, yes. Yes, but Moreno knows all about co-pilot, he told me. Oh, more and more these days. Nice, isn't it? Yeah. It's going to be pretty cool. All right, cool. So... So what have we had so far? We've had... Introduction, we've got our governance overview, we've got roles and responsibilities. Yeah. So then we go to service selection and configuration. Ooh. Yes, so... But this outline that we have is just for Microsoft 365 governance. So there will be a bunch of services in there. Yep. But equally, it might be about Exchange. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So in that case, this would be really all about um, Exchange, whether you support shared mailboxes, Mm -hmm. what your... Uh, main um, traffic is going to be coming from what domain names you're going yeah. to be allowing, yeah. what synonyms or no synonyms, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. a lot of those will be specifically about the service that you're covering. Yeah, exactly. Um, a yeah. lot of text here, descriptions and everything else. So mm-hmm. for Microsoft 365 as a overall product, then you might have all kinds of things listed in here. Yeah. But yes. Yeah, and then I think we've got some... Uh, usage guidelines and configuration standards. I think the configuration standards, I think that's pretty uh, pretty important because what I would do there is write down like this is the default and we are using the default or this yep. is the default and we're deviating from the default because of this, this reason. Exception. Yeah. Yep. No, I agree. I think this chapter four will be the bulk of the whole document, although yeah. we've got security and stuff to deal with yet. In a yeah, yeah, areas. yeah. So, but this is an important <coughs> bit. This yes. is the bit that tells the story yeah. of what this document is about. Uh, yes, and this is probably also the part that's going to have the most changes. I think so. Yeah. It's the one that will be regularly updated when mm-hmm. Microsoft put a new release of X yep. and Y and Z yep. in place. Exactly. So I do get that. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's important. Services um, and what uh, how they configured and yeah. what are that kind of stuff. I also like this one, feature restrictions. Ooh, what they're so, not allowed to exactly, do. Exactly, exactly. So, you, <laughs> funny story. Um, so we now have this feature in SharePoint where you can create news pages that you can also send out as an email. Oh, yeah, that's true. So uh, I opened up my uh, Teams uh, this morning. And the first message I read was from our communications uh, person in the project that we're working with. And she asked, how do we turn this off? So I was like, why would you want to turn this off? This is like the best, greatest new feature that's come out for the whole year. And she was like, no, because well, a lot of people, when they write an, an, a news uh, post, they kind of think it's important for everyone. And we kind of want to keep that amount of emails down a little bit. So how do we turn that off or make it not available for everyone? So that's something I need to on. look at. Yes. <laughs> because I do think that she's got a fair point. Like not everybody should be allowed to email a specific news article to the whole company. But anyway, so no, feature restrictions, um, I think that's good because then we can say these are features that are in there that we purposely turned off because of this and this reason. Yeah, no, I don't argue with that. 
I think that the control of that, though, is going to be in the Exchange server who can email to the different large groups that we have rather than uh, in the SharePoint environment around news. So, yeah, interesting one. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> have you ever used it then to say that you thought this was one of the best things they've done for a while? Uh, no, because they're just rolling it out. And mm. to be honest, this was the only tenant that has it live for me. So, really? Yeah. Okay, yeah, because you've got such a new tenant. We always joke that I get yeah. my stuff for a while, mm -hmm. and yeah, no, yeah. that's fine. So, how does it actually look? Is it on the page design itself? That you edit the page and it says. What um, you so, do this? what happens is, if you say I want to create a new news post, uh, you can always choose between these three default uh, templates, like oh, yeah, the blank yeah. template, stuff like that. Now, there's also uh, three other templates uh, that say um, news email templates, something like that. They will still create a like a regular page. But you will only have like two or three web parts available Got that it. you can put on there, so like image and text um, mainly. Um, and then when you publish the page, you can also send it out as an email. And then you got like an email box where you can say to title, stuff like that. So maybe you just need to remove the template. Uh, I think so. But I've yeah. got no idea how to remove the template. That well. But we, we'll see. We have no idea how to do a lot of things. Not because we don't know. It's just there's so many things. Exactly. Yes. So, yep. yeah, that's cool. Mm -hmm. All right. And then the next one is a sort of obvious one, really. But it's also immensely complex. It's the most boring one of them all. Security and compliance. Boring? I, oh, boring is beautiful. Jesus Christ. Compliance. No, I'm all oh, about usability. So compliance. I don't want I, I to handle security and compliance. I want to move forward. Listen, Peter, don't get upset. This is just Moraine, okay? It's not important. Your job is important, Peter. <laughs> All right, you're cool. This is... My objective is to try and name the whole team, I think, in this podcast. Yes, I think so. <laughs> you're doing fairly well. Um, but uh, no, no, it is, it is very, very important. Um, it's just not... Your kettle of fish. Exactly. Whatever that means. <laughs> kettle of fish, okay. Whatever, yeah, mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, but it has to be there. Let's be honest. Oh yeah, yeah. We we can't do anything without it. So yeah. So security and compliance, mm -hmm. yep. complex stuff. Yes. All right. Security we all know about. Who's got access? Who hasn't? What they can do? That yep. kind of thing. Yes, exactly. Um, and that might be to several depths. So just because yep. I can see this page doesn't mean that I can edit this page or I can um, uh, get see all the information on the page because. Yep. As I go deeper down, I have less and less rights. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, yeah. So that's cool. And uh, and compliance, of course. Yeah. So that's all about uh, your classifications, uh, your DLP, um, your um, labels, sensitivity labels, and 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 uh, retention labels and things like that. Yeah. I would probably have a separate document for uh, compliance. Ooh. That I would refer to. Yes, I yep. know it's turning okay. into a late night already, yeah. isn't it? Um, so, yes, I think that compliance can be quite uh, complex and yeah. and big and, and stuff. Mm -hmm. And you'll have the same compliance on multiple governance yes. spaces. Yeah. So this is one of those cases where you would have a separate compliance document. And then this would be detailing either which parts of compliance are relevant to this mm -hmm. or just referring to that compliance document. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I wouldn't want to have to cut and paste different compliant reasons in between different governance documents. No. It would uh, make no sense at all. 
No, so. no, no. Well, we're only halfway through, so maybe we should speed up just a little bit because we're 40 minutes in and we have to go what? to China. Okay, go. Yeah, monitoring Monitor. reporting. Yeah, data management. Blah, blah, blah. All right, yeah. So, <laughs> no. uh, yes, auditing and monitoring and that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. it's uh, equally important. Yes. What you're going to monitor, when you're going to monitor it. Uh, and how. Exactly, yeah. yes, mm-hmm. and where it's going to be presented Exactly, to. and when you find something weird, what should you do about it? Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's, that's equally important. Yeah. exactly. Um, it's also quite useful, uh, especially, if, you know, in some areas, so compliance and, and legal hold and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But compliance is really where all your data is nowadays, so purview yeah. and what's in and out plus, mm-hmm. uh, or your graph and all that kind of stuff yeah. is there. Yeah, um, you know, I think I need a good refresher course on Purview. That's uh, what I personally things need. are all being renamed now. So the yeah. compliance mm-hmm. center is now being renamed yeah. to Purview, mm-hmm. uh, but the URL's not changed and things like no. this. Um, but it's an important section. I'm not entirely certain that uh, it's going to be uh, really pressed in here, but it depends on what's relevant. So, like um, on our list here, we have com- um, conditional access policies. Yeah. But that's obviously only going to be relevant for the full Microsoft 365. Gotcha. Um, I guess there might be some references to it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of one. Monitor. Oh, I jumped a section. Sorry, I went back. Because mm-hmm. I was thinking about uh, something else. But yes, so monitoring and reporting. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the uh, compliance center graph. And the reason I mentioned it was because in the reporting, you're going to be using those API calls out to the graph to find yep. all the details. Gotcha. Um, next up, we've got data management. Um, who owns the data? I think yep. with, that is very, very important as well. Uh, where are we going to store uh, it? Uh, how are we going to archive it? Uh, How long are we keeping those archives? So uh, all about your retention, your deletion, um, but also about external sharing. Uh, Yes, it is. And who's allowed to have access to what uh, and when and whether Mm -hmm. you've got B2B Connect or whether you're just doing B2B Share. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a a whole bunch of stuff there. I think there's also things about where it's going to get stored especially if it's external data. It could be yep. something that's going in lists or a library, mm-hmm. but could also be in some kind of Azure storage or uh, Dataverse. All of that kind of stuff needs to be considered. Yep. And that will revert back, revert back to some of the other governance documents that you've got created around different services. Yep. So that, that also does identify that this whole governance structure needs to be well thought through and numbered and have a taxonomy associated with all of these documents. Yeah. Because you will need to refer to different documents in different sections. So it's important you've got a good index if you're going to do this right. Yes. Which takes some effort and uh, focus to actually get it done. But when it's all done, then you're going to be happy that you've done it this way. You're going to sit there and go, (sighs) done. But then you're going to go, crap got to manage it now yeah got to keep it up to date now mm-hmm. so let's not um mix up the kind of work that we're actually getting ourselves into yeah exactly. all right so data management yes um, there's some adoption stuff here then so training yep. and awareness so people understand when documents are updated when they're not mm-hmm. um yep. the kind of training that somebody needs to have on a particular subject yeah but I also uh, love this uh, user onboarding and offboarding. How are we going to do that? For this um, particular application yeah, or tool. Yeah, yeah agreed. Absolutely. 
Uh, and then, of course, a communication plan for changes and updates. When are yeah. we going to send the communication email? When are we going to do some training? Uh, so this goes back to one of our previous podcasts about the, uh, the packages that you're going to deliver and when you're going to do like a full change package or a small change package. Yeah, kind of. I was just, yeah. I was just wondering whether this was bullshit and we shouldn't be thinking about this here and now. But you are right. Every application, as you say, will require a different kind of, let's go to that, packages. Mm -hmm. So it would save a lot of decision-making and reassessing what kind of um, change is needed. Yeah. Because basically, yeah, we can kind of decide. We know how big it is, the scale of the product. Um, amount of we, users we wouldn't have got, yeah, yeah mm -hmm. we wouldn't have got this far without knowing that exactly so yeah maybe a backtrack on that i was mm -hmm. thinking that that was right. uh, not the most cool. relevant and then my favorite topic change management of course um how are we gonna implement our change request process are we gonna set up a, a cap a change advisory board um how are we letting people ask for changes and how are we going to manage these and do them uh, impact analysis on these changes yeah, uh, analysis. testing validation uh, getting the approval from the business uh, to make it work nope, things I like agree. that yes i agree next and that ties into the next one really support yes. issues and resolution and slas and availability and mm -hmm. how quickly you will actually yeah. uh, how does our resolved. yeah how does our help desk work yeah. how do they get tickets in how fast do they resolve yeah. it stuff and like that and that again will be different because different yeah. services will need different levels of support exactly uh, yes and different levels of information when you report a problem that kind yeah, of stuff exactly yeah uh, then we go to review and revision uh, so this is all about uh, your governance review schedule and the, uh, the revision procedures, the yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, the part that we've covered in the beginning, and uh, we end with uh, some appendices. Really, unusual um, having that at the end of a document, very weird. Isn't it? Yeah, very exactly. Weird. I, I would put I that in the front somewhere. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, but this is a uh, glossary, um, and that it, that might actually be something to put on the front. Like these are the the terms that we're using, yep. and this is what they mean. References. Um, I think that's that's uh, very important as well. Uh, reference documents and links. Um, so these might refer to other documents in your uh, governance or catalog. standards and best practices and, yep. and links. Exactly. From, yes. You know, the owner's website that yep. says because no point redesigning and redoing stuff if there's a very yep. good set of default documentation and you're working with the default oh absolutely areas, yeah. then yeah. may as well use those normal ones so that's fine and then you might course, you might also just put them in your services overview where you say okay this is where we are using the default and this is the default the default this yeah. is how it's uh, explained uh, on this page no i agree entirely no. but in terms of uh uh, references and links there may well be other different kinds of things for the overall service but True. that's yeah. okay you can work out where you want to put them mm -hmm. i think i'm like you i'd rather put them in the main text and the various sections than have a separate list for them yep. or you do both yes that means updating too though of course if yep. something changes mm -hmm. so that's cool yeah and then it ends with uh, tools uh, and resources i think that might go into your application catalog like yep. these are the tools that we're using to manage this uh, service Yes, I think that's very, very yeah. true. It's probably uh, where we need to be at in terms of, hey, this is how you fix something or this is where you go for it. Not just the how, i.e. contact the help desk, 
but it could well be that this is the PowerShell script that will make this change for you, or this is the line of code that will exactly. do this. Yes. So there's a bunch of things like this. Yeah. And um, because not everybody will need to see everything, so you do need to think about, you know, you, what, who the audience is reading it, and maybe hide things if certain members of the, mm-hmm. the audience are around and certain members are not. Yeah. All right. That was cool. I like Done. that. Done. So we should just point out that not all sections are needed for all governance documents. No, true. And so I thought you were going to say, I think we should pour out a whiskey. But yes, no, we should point out that not every section needs to be there. True. Okay. Do you have whiskey on your mind then? Always. Always. I'll pour while you talk. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll just recap where it all came from. Oh, before. yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's do a little recap. So we've got our uh, Microsoft 365 governance document. Um, the sections, uh, introduction. Um, no, one. okay. No, no. No, okay. No. Where the whiskey came from. Oh, where the whiskey came from. <laughs> okay. But I do think that to close this off, we do need to do a little rundown yeah, over we'll the 12 that. chapters. We'll do that when we finish that. Okay, okay. First whiskey, then recap. Absolutely. Okay, cool. So... Vesku, my brother from another mother, you had your 50th birthday. And to celebrate his 50th birthday, he had an amazing whiskey tasting with a bunch of his friends. Uh, there will be some yeah, more whiskeys. Yeah. Did you not? Uh, no. Oh, no, I'm only joking. Um, uh, and and um, he had a brilliant whiskey tasting, and I'm sure we will taste more of these whiskeys on the podcast in the next coming months. Um, and he was so incredibly kind to give me eight tasters of his incredible list of whiskeys. These are proper Freaking high-end, wild whiskeys. Do, um, do we want to read the list? No, 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 no. You'd have to come back on other podcasts. Yes, and, uh, exactly, yeah. And uh, for this one, so he had uh, seven brilliant whiskeys and an odd one. An and odd this one? is the odd one. Oh, so this is the odd one. This so is this the, means it's not brilliant. I don't know. He said it was actually pretty freaking amazing. It's so. got a hell of a nose. Okay. Um, no, I'm curious. It's, so um, he was... Go on. He gave me like these eight tasters and, and this is the go-along Chinese distillery. And that we should thank the airport for letting you take them through the... <laughs> oh, yeah. Because there I was at the security, only uh, carry-on uh, luggage. Um, and they were kind enough to let me keep all of that. So that was good. Well, if I look at some of the tasting notes, um, uh, it's uh, unpeated. Um it's certainly a beautiful, light, bright, golden color. Wow. It's really is gorgeous. It yeah. sort of seems to glow. Yeah. Or maybe it does come from China. Maybe this is radioactive. <laughs> <laughs> this is their next plan to subdue the world. Yeah. Okay. No, no. It's it's a very light color. It's, it's a very typical bourbon color. So you see that yeah. there's no sherry cask involved in here. But you're right. The nose is incredible. It is. So it describes its nose as honey, jam, raisins, and sweet malt with a sweet floral aroma. And it is spot on. It is super floral. I don't get the honey or the raisins. Mm. But very floral notes. Yeah, you would Absolutely. if you uh, do that rolly thing where you try and get as much I, surface. So uh, in Helsinki, uh, after the speaker's dinner, I was drinking an Arbeck Kelpie together uh, with Vescu. And I was doing the rolly thing, but of course, normally I do the rolly. The, so you roll around the, glo- the you roll the glass around in your hand, so that the whiskey gets all of the on the sides. Now, of course, 
it works when you do this in a Glencairn glass. <laughs> it does not work in a normal glass. So I was just, I was just spilling half of the glass all over my hand. late on the night. Exactly. So, That's yeah. And I think if you get the nose there, you get certainly the woodiness. The, uh, yeah, like some oak in there. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. You going down? Uh, sure. You going yeah. down on yeah. it? I was trying to make you guffaw at the time you were drinking it then, but obviously I wasn't funny enough. Oh, that's that's smooth. Smooth. That is so smooth. So whether, because it's just across the ocean from Japan, whether there's a, a kind of link with the fact that their whiskey's in, in the same kind of, you know, temperament. Yeah. Yes. Although China's so bloody big, you get snow at one end and snow at Then again, oh. you're doing... Japan too. So. Yeah, this is actually pretty pretty nice. Yes, definitely high quality. Um, it it's, is, it's not it? it's not like some Chinese knockoff Alibaba no. whatever but stuff. But it wasn't expensive either. It's not very expensive. I, I saw that. Yeah, and it's um, its finish is not short. It's, it's not overly complex either. No, it's not overly sweet either. No. Nope. But it is very florally and flowery. It Good is finish. easy to drink, perfectly balanced vanilla. Just Lots the right of amount of yeah. fresh, sweet and warm fruit. Lots of vanilla. Finish has a medium for length, slightly round with light fruit and oats and touches of vanilla. Oh, the vanilla comes quite late. No, it's it's already in the mouth there. No, but, me, on the, but on the finish, oh. it kind of hits back. Yeah, no, I like that. It's sort of yeah, a little touch of honey deep, there. Yeah. yeah, vanilla. I like that. Well, this was incredible. That's wow! Good. Thank you, yes. my friend. See, yeah. every time we taste the whiskey, I always think like, would I get a bottle of this? This one, I this was one? thinking where I can. Exactly, I would definitely get a bottle for for the price of fifty euros or fifty pounds. I would, yes. Yeah, and that was in euros, so whatever website I'm currently looking at, I may well get an order before the end of the night. On France, this song. Yeah. That was good. This is definitely, yes, definitely worthwhile. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, dead cool. I was thinking earlier when I was saying, let's taste a whiskey for to start the evening off, and I was wondering whether to go to India. Mm. I was thinking, so we could have actually done all, all Asian, but then... I uh, chose Australia yeah. instead. That's fine. That was a good choice as well. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. All right, so you want to do a quick rundown, which I think is very, very valid. Just a yes. reminder, everybody, that if you do want to come and see us at the South Coast Summit, there's limited amount of spaces for the uh, workshops on the Friday. Yep. Go online, South Coast Summit. You will find us and uh, come and join us. And uh, as soon as we have the details for the whiskey tasting, uh, we will tweet it out and let people know how they need to register. I think there's going to be 10 places. so oh. uh, But we're going to have some more news on that a little bit yeah, later exactly. on. So in our document, our chapters will be our introduction, our governance overview is the second one, the third is roles and responsibilities, number four, service selection and configuration, number five, security and compliance, Number six, monitoring and reporting. Number seven, data management. Number eight, training and awareness. Number nine, change management. Number 10, support and issue resolution. Number 11, 
review and revision and we end with the appendices. I I'm know. Still tasting this. I know. <laughs> and I even had a sip of water. So it's it's still going. Yeah. Good. All right. So uh, thank you for rereading that boring list, but let me ask yes. you some specific questions. Okay. I'd better just check the time. Yeah, we've got some mm. time. So which one of these areas in the governance docs do you think is the most important so that delivers the most value for maintaining and managing the service? I would say the, the, the service uh, selection and the configuration, like which choices did we make, why? Really? I think so. But I think that that section, service and selection, is really about what the user expectations are and what it looks like and what's enabled. Yes. So it's a bit like a service description. Yes. You think that's the most important for maintaining and governing the service? That's maybe, what my question maybe. was. Maybe. Oh, okay, okay. Um, it's certainly the part where I would start with because that's just a list of we've set this up in this way and we didn't set up that because we want to do this and this. Um, that's okay. Yeah. That's where you're at. Yes. For me, um, I think it's probably going to be roles and responsibilities. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I think that if you're going to put a service out there, somebody needs to own it, somebody needs to control it, mm -hmm. somebody needs to be responsible for fixing it, Yeah, somebody needs to be responsible for processes of expanding it and continual improvement. So mm -hmm. in terms of maintaining and managing the service, the one to get right for me is roles and responsibilities. Yeah. I think it mainly boils down to why, what are you going to use your governance document for? But if and this is fully encompassing documents, yes. then you would actually have all of these things in there, surely. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I have once uh, participated in a project where um, the PM wrote a governance document about Teams, and that was just an Excel list of all the things that you can set up the settings. Yeah. That's a key part of the, the yeah, government. Exactly. And and I job. and and that was it. Because roles and responsibilities, it was IT done for that specific company. And these were all the settings that we made and, and that's it. That's interesting, isn't it? We don't actually have configuration settings in this list. Oh, that's for me. That's that's part of the service selection oh, yes, configuration. configuration yeah, standards. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I get that. Yeah, uh, I would have that as an as an appendices. I yeah. think so. And because you, that spreadsheet is great, but without context, then the value is lessened. No, but it's it's all about who's the audience for your document and how is your organization working. No, I agree with that. So, for example, the company that we now, so the customer that we now work for, uh, both of us, um, I think, sorry? Bubbly bub bub bub. Bubbly bub bub, yes. Um, I think that it is is super important to get roles and responsibilities right. Correct. But then again, I think it's the same for any company. I don't think it's just it's just where we are nowadays. If I look back, um, get, getting clarity on the roles. In fact, if we hadn't have got clarity on the roles at Euroclear, we'd never been able to roll the application out. 
because that was part of the approval and change process. It's true. I'm, I'm mainly talking about smaller organizations. So okay, organizations yeah. that have up to, let's say, 200 people. Yeah, exactly. When they um, really just care about what it does rather than how and, exactly. and how it's controlled. Yeah. No, I get that. Feathers. But they're unlikely to have a document at all. Uh, they should have a document, but it should <laughs> not be 50 pages long. No, I no. do get that. I do get that. <coughs> I think this, was, this subject can go further. I really do think this subject can go further. You know what we should do? We should do a workshop around this. I think we should do a workshop. Oh, if nothing else, we should include this module in the workshop. Oh, yeah. And give freebies away to all the people that attend. Yep. So, um, Moraine is going to go busy and create some template documents around yep. these headings and content and, gotcha. and everything else. And, uh, yeah, so I guess this was governance docs gone wild or... The go-along... Governance documents. Yeah. Five-year-old documents. Yeah. yeah we'll see. That's cool. All Go right. along five-year-old documents. Yeah, yes, right. I love that. Yes. Whiskey, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just a five years for one drive. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah. What is the life, life cycle of your go-along government documents? Funny you should mention that. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed this. I think it's a, a more serious podcast than we've done in a while in terms of yeah. subject matter because yeah. we know how important this is. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, uh, maybe we kind of should think about doing some things at some stage around you know, making sure that you have processes in place for doing these kinds of documents. Because yeah. it, it doesn't feel as important to get the governance document as to actually get the service out. Oh, yeah. You know, and, yeah. And that's mm-hmm. uh, and equally yeah. important, of course, because that's what you're judged against. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, if it starts to go wrong and you suddenly can't find the configuration and, or, you know, uh, the service gets corrupted or something and you've suddenly got to re-put in the yeah. configuration, then you need to be able to sort of find those notes and documents and True. everything else yep. that goes with it. So True. I kind of get that. All right. Good. Well, Steve Dolber here, um, Sci Steve on Google and Twitter and all that kind of stuff. X. And uh, Sorry? X. Oh, X, yeah. Yes. Do you think it'll ever change back? No. It will not change back and people will still call it Twitter for the next five years. Yeah, because if Twitter creates tweets, X creates... Posts. What? Posts. Posts. Yes, you create a post on X. Did you not create a post on Twitter? Uh, a tweet. I create posts on Facebook. I know, yeah. Anyway, another conversation. Yes. Yeah, that's fine. Well, you're the one that started it. I know. I was doing a nice closure. Oh, uh, sorry. Just putting it there. Yeah. Letting people know they can now go to bed, go to sleep. Yeah. And then you said X. Uh, X, yes. All right, Austin oh, well. Powers. Say goodnight to everybody. Ciao. <laughs>